Greetings and salutations, my name is Michael Smith Grant, also known as a card, and welcome to episode one of the Operation Golf Podcast. I host this podcast with my partner in crime, my co-host Kayla, and today's topic for, once again, episode one, is going to be talking about the Hollywood strikes and its effect on social media, as well as the foreseeable effects for YouTube, as long as the strikes go on. Very interesting podcast, especially being that we are, are in a time where more and more content is being created, whether it's in long form or short form. So me and Kayla decided to tackle some of the topics pertaining to that, go a little bit in depth. You know, we are, um, this is our first uh, official podcast. We did release an episode zero. For those of you interested in episode zero, which serves as the official introduction to what Operation Golf is going to be about, we will leave a link for you guys in the description bar down below or the QR code that you guys can find on the screen as well. So without further ado, I'll let you guys listen in on this week's podcast. Those of you that want to know what Operation Golf is all about, Operation Golf stands for Operation Get Out of the Hood or Get Out the Hood, you know? Um, you know, we're all about, you know, making it that, you know, the coins, you know, you know, you know, uh, securing the bag um, by, I'm not gonna say by any means necessary because obviously, <laughs> or should, I, mean, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know legally legally folks legally um what i mean <laughs> secure the bag right at the end of the day exactly. at the end of the day you want to secure the bag um but operation golf you know is in three phases obviously it's the first phase is to get out the hood the second phase is to stay out the hood and the third phase is to help other people get out the hood um kayla i think it's fair assessment that we say that we're in the first phase trying to get out the hood right basically we're trying yes. to get to that financial freedom yeah, we've been in that phase for quite a long time, but yes, we're definitely yes. still in the first phase. Yes, yes. And a callback to our episode zero, we talked about some of the uh, companies that we try to do, some of the uh, some of the things that, you know, we try to do to make money. Um, but, you know, all the things that we talked about in episode one, you know, just to rehash this one, we're trying to make money online, essentially, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the, the biggest venture... Uh, was through YouTube. You know, currently we are doing YouTube right here, and um, this is actually on the new rebranded channel. And that's important to note because this channel originally was a uh, reaction channel about, you know, seven years ago. Then it became the Soul Wave channel, which a lot of our original viewers from the K pop side may know uh, when we did a lot of Soul Wave content. And um, that's where the majority of these, uh, I think, 5,000 subscribers came from but or four thousand, and then most recently i changed it to like you know mm -hmm. uh, a gaming slash reaction channel so this channel has had a lot of different things a lot of different niches but kayla <laughs> i mean just yeah. it's honestly it's just like with most things in life yeah you have to evolve you have to grow you have to change and you have yeah. to kind of move with the times and figure out what what suits best for what you're doing at that moment in your life. Yes. So that's kind of just what's happening now. Yes. But um, uh, what I've learned, you know, in these, uh, is, has it really been 13 years of YouTubing? Yeah, 13 years of YouTubing. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. that's a whole teenager. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think, I mean, like, I know YouTube started in like 2007. I didn't really start YouTubing until like 2010. I mean, I uploaded like potato, like, you know, piano covers and whatnot, but really started in 2010. For us, it's been since 2013. So 10 years or so yeah. into the game of YouTubing. And the number one thing that a lot of people still preach from back then 
in order to make money online you gotta choose a niche um yep. you know or the riches are in the niches or you know that i think that's where i think that was a term a lot of people you'd like to use um so in terms of niches or niches or whatever that word is that people like to use um what are your favorite things kayla like if you had you know i mean you've you've, you've dabbled a little bit um yeah, with youtube I'm, yeah i used to make my own videos outside mm -hmm. of what we were doing and it was like i believe you can still find them on my youtube channel which i definitely do not post on anymore i haven't mm -hmm. posted on in an extremely long time you know life happens mm -hmm. and you kind of just have to give up something in order to do something else yes um it was majority comic book content or comic book media content um i remember one of the videos i was talking about was about agent carter i can't mm -hmm. remember if it was season one or season two that i was talking about. i love that show so much mm -hmm. but yeah it was mostly i believe it was mostly about that stuff okay so for you it was the comic book niche yeah um obviously for both of us we've done the k-pop niche yeah um you know i did card games and most recently right now i'm doing anime um so essentially we're picking things that we both like to do right? i feel like or it's both we like to do or something that we have uh at least a decent amount of knowledge on yeah but if we were to take all that knowledge that we've had um do you think we can make you know a, a podcast about money i think we I both mean, like money i mean if everyone yeah. goes back and listens yeah. to episode zero i yeah really feel we're hitting something on the head here mm -hmm. money is an international topic yeah it's something we all need something we all dream about something we all talk about um it affects everyone's life mm -hmm. from the top one percent to us bottom 99ers and below that so yeah absolutely i mean we live in anyone could talk about money it doesn't necessarily have to be by the books. Like you don't have to go to school for business or go to school for finance. Money influences us all. Mm -hmm. So we all have different perspectives on it, whether it's a highly educated experience or just the on the ground level of experience, which we have. Yeah. You know, I think um, when people look for podcasts for those talking about money, they look for like authorities and or authoritative mm -hmm. figure or someone that they can immediately say, you know what? That's the person that they want to take money advice from, or that's the person like, for instance, they want to take advice from people who are in, as I would say, phase three of Operation Golf. Those people who have made enough money to stabilize and now they're helping other people. You know, you're, you're hoping they're helping other people. Like for instance, the Mr. Beasts of the world or some of the actual millionaires that, you know, that you don't even hear about online um you know that are you know basically donating building schools like a lebron james who's building schools um you know you know those people who are you know giving back pretty much um and so the voices of the people who are in phase one like us might get overlooked you know because now which yeah. they do constantly all yeah. the time i don't think there's enough i actually yeah there isn't enough just on the ground people talking about mm -hmm. finances there is more like if you go on twitter you go on tiktok mm -hmm. um there are a lot more of us talking about how jobs are paying how we all need to be more transparent with fellow co-workers of ours mm -hmm. about how these companies are paying us or treating us so it is more of a 
controversial top not controversial i'm sorry conversational topic mm -hmm. um but you are definitely right i think more people who have the money are talking about money mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. a lot more of us should be reaching out to each other to talk about it because we're not all millionaires a yeah. lot of us don't have anything close to that all we could do is dream of having something close to that yeah so i personally feel i like to talk to people who are kind well i more so like to talk to people who are experiencing the same things i am mm -hmm. that way we can discuss and brainstorm how can we do better for ourselves because sometimes listening to rich people, they're already there. They're yeah. kind of removed from how far they come. Yeah. From who knows, maybe they didn't have money at the start and now do. Um, whereas some of that is great advice. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd rather know from day one how you did it and then be on that journey with you instead of me jumping in with you ten years later and like, okay, well. Yeah. I find that it's a little disheartening in a way or a little discouraging because it's like, yes, I get that you've had a long journey, but it just seems a little out of touch yeah. or a little far reaching. Like, I don't think, sadly, with the way capitalism, capitalism and how society has trained us in a way, sometimes it feels like a little like we can't quite reach where you're at, even though we know it's taken you a while to get there. Yeah. Yeah, and so like one of the main purposes for this podcast is showing you guys, you know, we're on the ground, you know, um, we're fighting to get to the stabilize to stabilizing our you know financial incomes and everything like that. Um, but this podcast is being one thousand ten thousand percent transparent with everyone, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So speaking of making money online, you know, of course one of the best ways is through YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. there are other competitors to YouTube right now that have, you know, opportunities for people to make money online. Um, but outside of YouTube, we have TikTok, we have Instagram more so through mm -hmm. brand deals. Um, those are where TikTok and Instagram really do shine. Those are where the brand deals are. Um, I know you haven't seen this Korean drama because it literally came out on the 30th, but it's called Celebrity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and just to give like a little recap, because it, it, this is interesting, this the drama celebrity deals with the life of an influencer, someone who never thought they can be an influencer suddenly mm -hmm. becomes an influencer. And mm -hmm. they talk about how these people actually achieve their fame and whatnot, and the lengths people will go through being in this cutthroat industry uh, mm -hmm. and how much people value, like, say, the amount of followers you have. And, you know, the amount of followers right. you have is makes, you know, more so the amount of financial freedom you can attain. Uh, and then they also talk about when you got the hate comments. And I know, I mean, listen, if you, any of you have been a YouTuber for a long time, you're going to have hate comments. Mm -hmm. They're going to come in all shapes and sizes. They're going to come from people you least expected and people from you expected from, you know. Um, but that, I guess you say that comes with the gravity uh, of trying to be, you know, an online content creator especially if you're even if you're not in the making money online niche itself um but celebrity made me think about what's currently going on um in our current society at this current time as of july 14th and uh, i know kayla you know a lot more about it than i do yeah. with the ongoing strikes um mm -hmm. and, and you want to take it away from there sure uh so about two months ago um the Writers Guild of America went on strike. 
Um, and now SAG AFTRA, which are our actors, have officially gone on strike at 12 a.m. July 14th. Mm-hmm. Not only that, we've had hotel strikes in California. We're gearing up for a UPS strike. That's going to be massive. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a mini teacher strike. I feel like at the start of the school year, mm-hmm. uh, American school year, September, um, or somewhere around then. Uh, but yeah, it's just unions and workers and laborers coming together to demand for better pay, better um, work environments, uh, equality, things like that. Um, it's I know about it because I'm very much into celebrity culture in a way, mm-hmm. not like not like fame itself but Mm -hmm. i love a lot of actors i love that whole industry i love directing i love writing and all that stuff so it's it makes sense for me to want to keep uh keep an eye on this and then um just also being quite aware of like how the conversation around it has forever for a long time how a lot of actors have had to have side hustles Mm -hmm. and things like that to even pay their bills so even though we see them on tv a lot of them are struggling just like the rest of us and with the surge of streaming services and ai content and things like that Mm -hmm. they're just fighting for you know rights for themselves uh for like their physical uh, appearances uh how do i how do i say that um their likeness there their we likeness. go their likeness yeah. their writing all that stuff um and you know a lot of them just like us want to be able to live their life just working the job that they're passionate about mm-hmm. instead of having to work the job that they're passionate about but in order to pay their rent and feed their kids or even feed themselves have um to make sure that they have health insurance because just like our health insurance is tied to jobs their health insurance is tied to the amount of hours that they work which is crazy yeah um if you go on twitter a lot of teamsters and a lot of behind the scenes people actors they're all talking about this stuff how if they don't work a certain amount of hours in a month they lose their health insurance it's crazy um but yeah, it's just uh, following close on this stuff. And, you know, we talked about in episode zero how uh, I personally no longer dream of labor. I want to take some time off to figure out my own thing, but mm-hmm. still do things like this, which I love. Mm-hmm. But I also know there's a part that I can only do this for so long if I'm not making any money. The lights don't get paid. Yeah. Uh, the roof over my head is might be in jeopardy or my cell phone might get cut off, which sadly is super essential to how we live life mm-hmm. these days. Um, yeah. So just stuff like that. And then also we had a, a couple of deaths in the comic book creator industry too. And just them talking about how a lot of these big companies um, aren't paying them enough to, to so that they can afford the health care that they need um long-term health care to older comic book creators who were in 
who sadly got really bad diagnoses were doing GoFundMes. Um, and then after they pass, their families are doing GoFundMes. And, you know, you look at it and you go, these are creators who create characters or storylines or do art that influence our everyday lives or have impacted us in ways that we want to jump into these creative fields as well. And the fact that they're asking help from fans, which isn't a bad thing because we love yeah. them. We want to help them. But it's also your characters that you've created have been making so much money for these companies that you're not seeing a penny of it is insane. Yeah. And it's like, I liken it to us workers too, are just retail workers who, if it wasn't for us working your stores, where would these business people be? Where would your small business be? Or your even your corporate business be? If you don't have people hawking your shit, yeah. you know, online business can only do so much yeah you know what i mean so yeah yeah like when you when you think about it um especially in the grand scheme of things a lot of these you know actors these writers um just uh just to bounce off of um with the strike and these corporations uh the creator of squid game now squid game made netflix like a lot of money <laughs> now you'll put a price tag on it but it made the them a lot of money and you know the creator basically sold over his rights the ip and a lot of you know creators out there um get into these uh situations where a company say like netflix can buy out the entire ip um for like a flat fee and then they won't get any royalties there's people on twitter who are actors who are talking about how much they get from royalty checks and you got other people who may not be informed about it yep. and they, uh, these are like, oh you but you, you know this money this 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 made like a billion dollars like aren't you getting like royalty checks oh yeah i got like 20 dollars for mm -hmm. that because that you know a lot of these companies is just not paying people what they're worth right and it's there's definitely more into this than just that yeah. um because we have to talk about syndication rights which yes. i don't believe no longer really exists for a lot of shows mm -hmm. we have to talk about how especially in the last two years uh ceos and uh you know uh, ceos and who gives this like buy stock for companies what are they called shareholders shareholders thank you um how things are being canceled or taking off of streaming services. So once mm. something is taken off of a streaming service, yeah. um, it's gone forever. If especially if they haven't released it in physical media, um, that also entails that you know any work that a production designer has done, a writer has done, an editor, you can't put this stuff on your resume. So it's like, well, I've done all this work and you know how jobs are. Well, you know, you need experience in yeah. order for us to hire you. Well, <laughs> there's all my experience gone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it, it's a lot deeper than that. We, we would need to talk about like how that, how there's no real syndication, how one of the biggest problems is that streamers don't want to let actors know viewership of, yeah the shows or the movies um that's like a real big hot topic because i you know i feel that once actors and writers and so on know mm -hmm. what the viewership is like for these shows they're gonna see that they definitely deserve way oh, more than what absolutely. they're getting paid absolutely. um so it's it's a it's a bigger issue um like 
you know, th- it could be a whole episode, but we mm-hmm. would, I personally feel like, because we're not actors or writers in yeah. this industry, we would need someone to talk about it from their perspective. I'm yeah. only, I could only talk about it from a labor perspective. Yeah. Um, like, I personally think there should just be a general strike. I think we should all go on strike all across the board. I think mm-hmm. retail workers, customer service workers, uh, restaurant workers, teachers especially teachers yeah i think doctors should go on i think we all should go on strike we really need to show these companies that enough is enough in this in the year of our lord 2023 and it's amazing that you can watch something that brings you so much joy over and over again and just to know that that actor is still working like a bar job or still waitressing yeah and it's like well that's not really fair you you're bringing joy to my life i'd at least want you to get paid for the craft that you're you're doing and i feel like it's just the same for us um ceos business owners company owners don't really know customer service yeah if it's not for people yeah super out of touch with customer base even though they think they they know i could tell you from talking to (laughs) owners and managers they really don't know a lot about their customer base because they're not in the store they're not working with these people um if it's not for people like me they wouldn't have a business yeah plain and simple and if it's not for actors and writers and set designers and editors the ceos of these streaming companies wouldn't have content that's yeah. it yeah yeah that's what it comes down to but you can't be a millionaire by self-labor it's labor off the other people yeah. that makes you a millionaire yeah yeah because i mean when you think about it um in terms of content creating like on youtube um there's a youtuber uh, i believe his name is roberto blake who recently put out a tweet uh, that asked, do people even, you know, consecrators, do they even gain 10 million views by themselves anymore? Um, 10 million views is a lot of pe- is a lot of people to watch content. Um, but now it's, you think about it, like how hard it might be for like, you know, just relating back to you, so how hard it might be to make a YouTube channel from the ground up. You know, um, the one thing that, you know, compared to years prior, um, when we were working on a lot of YouTube videos, it was more so, okay, luck. How much does luck factor into YouTube? And then you slowly start to realize um, that YouTube isn't really as luck-based as a lot of people think it is. Um, And it's more skill-based, whereas it all requires timing. It requires, you know, having that subject and topic. Why do I bring this up? I think a lot of the actors we're, we're seeing going on strike you know there are what is it, embargoes uh and they can't like promote some of the the stuff that they're actually in right now so yeah it's all about crossing the yeah. picket line and being what the term is a scab like yeah. writing or promoting work that you've done doing press interviews and things like that like if we look at i believe it was yesterday that cast of oppenheimer mm-hmm. uh left their whatever premiere they were just at mm-hmm. which because if they went on to promote this film, they'd be crossing the picket line. Yeah. Um, it's all about standing strong and standing tall together. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't listened to Fran Drescher's, who is the head of SAG-AFTRA, um, her speech is, in my opinion, really prevalent to work on all levels mm-hmm. uh, to everyone. Um, her, listening to her words really hit home for me. I was like, 
yeah, if it's not for us working these jobs, these owners and CEOs and uh, shareholders wouldn't have any money. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. It's they're making money. They're buying their coffee. They're buying their jets off of our labor, not their own. You could sit in an office and make business deals. That's great. But you're making business deals that affect us, yeah. us doing the work for you, for those deals to go through. So it's, it's just pretty much just pay us what we're worth. Yeah. Um, so that a lot of us can get out of the hood. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> or just yes. so that just so that we can survive and, you know, not live paycheck to paycheck. It's it's enough of us now, especially with COVID and we saw how the effects of the world cannot run without people like us mm-hmm. on any any level, how um companies turn to grocery store workers and retail workers, cafe baristas, um, to animation creators and how they're getting treated too. The world cannot run without labor, without us. Yeah. We need to be paid properly so that we can live, yes. so that we can just survive. Um, and on, I just wanted to to make a slight note about YouTube. We all, mm-hmm. if we're gonna talk about how luck based and skill based YouTube is, we also need to mention that sites like YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, they mm-hmm. do hide content for what they don't, for what yeah. they deem isn't part of their big. Yeah picture branding so sometimes it is skill and it is luck but you also need to be aware that these companies these platforms do block creatives they do block people who are trying to get out of there a lot of black and brown creatives this is something big that they talk about especially when it comes to tiktok Mm -hmm. how they create dance videos they create songs they create uh a template Mm -hmm. for what you know their creative ideas are post their videos it doesn't get the views that it deserves because it's being um suppressed it's not suppressed thank you it's being suppressed but then a white creator cat sees it and then copies it and then their work is getting pushed on the forefront of your for you pages so it it these things do play a hand in us also not being able to make money again it's just companies platforms suppressing labor and suppressing people they deem isn't part of their brand yeah yeah and to to further bounce off of that um because of the strike you know uh where we might be heading back to the pandemic um times where a lot of content is going to be pushed on youtube and these other uh like youtube instagram tiktok uh again because what happens where, you know, with all these strikes happening, you know, the movie industry, of course, the movie and TV industry are going to take massive hits, you know, across the board. Yeah. So when it's, it, it's it, already been because of the writer's strike. Yeah. All your fall TV shows were already pushed back because I believe um, writers were supposed to start hitting rooms like to mm-hmm. storyboard and things like that. I think they were supposed to start hitting these rooms sometime last month. And because yeah. they were on strike, obviously that didn't happen. So now that actors are on strike as well, this can be even longer. So any of your fall TV favorites aren't yeah. coming back. If anything, it's going to push for a, I hope that this works out soon. 
but even then i don't personally care how long it takes there's enough content yeah. in the world that hasn't been removed from platforms like yeah. i'm fine rewatching bluey for the thousandth time <laughs> you know what i mean i'm fine going back and rewatching like one of my favorite canceled Netflix shows, Glow, which mm -hmm. was one of Netflix's biggest draws or things like that. Shows that um, were getting them big audiences that they yeah. canceled. So, like, that's another thing that, you know, is yeah. also a hot conversation for Strikes, how shows can be in their top 10 week one and then they cancel it two weeks later when they want to talk about views and yeah. shit like that. Anyway, um, yeah, it's like... People are going to push to go to YouTube and and TikTok and things like that. But that's yeah. fine. Um, hopefully, as independent creators, this will also teach us how to go forward and how to properly ask for what we deserve and to continue to fight for what we deserve. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, just go back and rewatch your favorites. It's not like there isn't content out there for us to watch. So yeah. I think anyone who isn't supporting these strikes, they're, you're being a, a child um and really there's enough out there for us to consume where we don't really need to worry about new stuff right now honestly yeah it could take this could take a year and there's still enough stuff out in the world to fill the year up until everyone gets back to work yeah but i don't know if i could say the same about if uh customer service representatives <laughs> grocery like yeah. you know and, what I, I mean we saw what happened in the pandemic you know people are just like oh uh, a lot of you know grocery stores, every, every all, all the the people who are doing the day to day uh, jobs, you know, once they started to lose their jobs, everyone began to suffer mm -hmm. because all these people are just like, oh, about the bottom line, and, and you know, it became to a point people were begging people to come back to their jobs, but once you started making content, like say like you know on YouTube, like we are right now. Um, you know, and we're not making any money from, you know, the, these videos, especially because this is a brand new, well, not a brand new channel, but a rebranded channel. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we're making like, what is it? Pennies on the dollars, but you have all these other people who started making content back then, um, really found, you know, their, their groove, essentially making YouTube, TikTok, Instagram content. Uh, and with these strikes, that's going to push even more newer content. I mean, think about the amount of channels that are going to be covering the strike, you know, in further depth. Think about the actors who are going to be, you know, on, going on social media, taking, you know, different brand deals, taking... Well, you know, actually, yeah. part of the, I believe part of the uh, guidelines for the strike is mm -hmm. there can be no brand dealing for actors. Oof. It's that big of a strike. So there's no promotion in what you're doing. Uh but you can talk about the strike. Yeah. Like it's, they have a whole layout online. I haven't delved into, but it is very much just like everything has to stop. You cannot be in commercials cause that's acting. Yeah. Um, I believe you can't promote products um, because it's technically acting. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? These yeah. are all things that you're getting paid for. Um, so it is, I think it's just, strike conversation from now on which is very important and very good yeah well, which, but that also yeah. means that brands and companies are going to start coming to creators yeah and there's also a uh a statement in the strike stuff that if you're looking to be an actor if you're looking to get your sag card at any point in time if you take these deals if you if you become like if you 
go fill in these actor roles and writer roles and things like that, mm-hmm. I believe you will be denied a SAG card because you technically will be crossing the picket line. Yeah. So creators, please go online, read up on this, be aware of that because companies are going to turn to us to try to fill in these holes because they're looking for any way to continue put millions in their pocket and they're still not going to pay you enough for what you're worth. So yeah. please be very careful about what's being offered to you in the next month or so. Yeah, because a lot of people are going to get like dream opportunities, like especially writers. Yep, uh, and it, it yeah. won't be a dream opportunity down the line when you can't do this as actual work the way you want to. And they're, these CEOs and shareholders are really banking on that for us to be to us to be so desperate and to think that this is our time. Um, it's going to affect your career in the long run. Please be very careful about what is being offered to you. There is enough information, especially on Twitter currently, and even on TikTok, people are covering this to talk about how we need to watch out for this stuff. So I myself am not an actor or a writer, but we are content creators. Um, We're not big, so obviously no one's going to offer us things. But you guys on bigger platforms, coming from someone who is keeping a very close eye on this, Please be careful. This will affect your money. Your We're talking dollar, about money. Bo- it's going to yeah. affect your bottom dollar. You yeah. may be getting something in your pocket now, but that's going to stop eventually once these actors are able to, and writers are able to come back to work. Yeah. They will throw you aside. Yeah. So to kind of switch gears, uh, because we talked a lot about, you know, how people are going to be coming more to YouTube, right? Um, let's talk about how people are going to be, you know, monetizing these platforms. Um, obviously, if you if you're a YouTuber, you probably heard AdSense, YouTube AdSense, right? That's like the main thing, you know. Basically, these advertisers, and I mean, this is this is gonna hurt regardless because you have the advertisers who can't use these more famous names, these more famous faces, right? So they have to turn to YouTubers in order to advertise and market their uh, these, you know, these brand deals, right? Um, and because that's going to happen, the influx of new people coming to these platforms, you know, as we said already, um, that means Google AdSense is going to start having some crazier numbers um, starting to pop up. Just before we began this uh, podcast, I was telling Kayla about how, you know, CPM, basically cost per milli, you know, basically what the advertisers pay YouTube. Um, per like say a thousand views, you have you know channels similar in the similar niche of making money, the finance niche. Uh, you have you know advertisers paying you know anywhere between thirteen to like eighty six dollars per thousand views, just to make sure that people will probably click on the link in their ads. We're not sure what ads you guys are gonna get from for this podcast that you're watching or listening to. But I'm pretty sure it's gonna have to deal something with the financial niche because if the title of this video is like making money online or it's tar- or it's talking about you know this hot topic of what's going on with the strike, you know the advertisers are looking at it. You know what? We gotta put ads on this video because it's targeting this certain type of audience that wants to know about making money or that wants to know about the strike, and so they wanna they they're gonna start pushing a lot of new content out there. Um, YouTube is pushing more podcasts um you know this year because they found that short content isn't really the best monetization platform as they wish they as what they thought um for those of you who've been keeping tabs earlier this year um instagram or should we say meta which you know of course facebook and whatnot 
um, they took away monetization for for short form content. So the big fight, of course, TikTok is king of short form content, um, and TikTok was trying to be taken down <laughs> by the government, right? Because it's like unregulated and whatnot. But also, just so that you guys know, it is way deeper than that. I would say mm -hmm. go back to, again, when that was going on. It is not just about suppressing TikTok. It's about suppressing information, mm -hmm. which, again, hits your bottom line, hits your wallet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just all this information is out there, guys. It's not just about, you know cat videos it's yeah. <laughs> way way more than that it's, it's way more yeah, than that <laughs> it's way more than that and with the suppression of 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 tech with those tactics like that uh you had these companies like a youtube like a facebook that wanted to copy tiktok of course youtube came with youtube shorts they announced their monetization platform for youtube shorts and you know last year it's been since february since this came out and you know whereas in a long-form video like this where it might have a CPM um, of definitely over a dollar for YouTube short, you're getting paid, you know, maybe half a penny to two to seven cents maximum per thousand views. So just think about this. If you have a viral video, right, that gains a million views, you're only going to be paid around two cents per thousand views. You know, um, yeah. And when in in order to get into the youtube partner program through shorts you have to have 10 million views within a 90-day period so that's crazy yeah so so a lot of these creators who are like you know i've seen you can you guys can swipe in your youtube shorts feed or anything like that and you can go and see some of these creators have like 45 million views and whatnot you might be thinking yo that person is making bank yeah no no a lot like you know no if this person if that was 45 million views and long form content then yeah you could say that person is making bank um you know just to give someone a, like a, a a number to work with uh there's a creator uh within my nation the anime niche you know that that uh recently passed 16 million views uh in a month you know through long form content now they got paid around uh $20,000, right? Mind you, at 60 million views, long form content, their videos are over 25 minutes. We're going to get into this in a, in another uh episode about like how to like how everything is different in terms of the content you make and whatnot. But if you wage 60 million views on this long for for this creator making $20,000 a month versus doing YouTube Shorts, where you're probably gonna get like twenty dollars for doing sixteen million views, you can see how criminal it can be. Now it's worse on TikTok as well. We need to go on strike. Everyone needs to go on strike. Oh my god, everyone needs to go on strike. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's worse now. And then now, and now Facebook has taken away the option if you were to make like sixteen million views, you know, they get paid from their their platform because um, literally at the beginning of this year. Facebook had it so that you can almost earn just $30,000 a month just posting on Facebook. Um, and, but you, the, the, in order to reach those numbers, you need to have a certain amount of impressions, a certain amount of like engagement and whatnot. Yes, but you also need to watch out for Facebook threads, meta, everything that's connected yes. to that umbrella company yes. because they do sell your information to yeah. your, our policing 
facilities and services. They do sell information to the FBI. They sell information to the government. And this is not me lying. There was yeah. a story about a mother who is, a mother and a daughter who are being sentenced jail time because the mother helped the daughter get abortion get access to abortion pills and the reason why this got found out is because facebook Facebook. sold their information to the fbi or to whatever government service was in their in their state so it's just like yes a lot of this is a huge double-edged sword which doesn't in the long run benefit us the everyday people at all at all so just when you're creating content please again i can't stress this enough i know we're talking about money um but we also need to talk about safety of self and the things that we post online companies ceos they're not out for their customer baseline as is continuously proven especially with these continuous strikes you have to be careful what content you're creating and what information you're putting out there, out there. Yeah. sadly yeah because you know especially uh with the amount of information out there uh and with these brands look for creators that um they, they look into all the history you know if you if you create a certain type of content you know these brands you know they have people um who will comb through everything you know they're going to comb through the entire history uh to see exactly you know the type of content you create the type of person you are i mean the brands that do their due diligence Obviously, you know, there's newer brands that just see a follower number um, or subscriber number and don't think about the uh, type of engagement that these uh, content creators do actually have. Uh, but that, that was back in the days, you know, where the bigger you are as a content creator, the more brand news you're going to get. Now it's about the quality of, of, of um, followers and engagement that you actually bring. And, you know, like, like, you know, the influencers of the past where you can have like a million followers, but like, if you have like 20 comments on your posts, like, you know, what's going on there? Um, we see it in on YouTube where there are YouTubers that have like a million subs, but they're getting like a, uh, like a fraction of their audience. I've gone through it, you know, where you can have say 80, 70, 70,000 subscribers like 200 people are watching the the video and whatnot right so they're like those bigger fall off in, in engagement uh and it's not just because youtube is changing its algorithm it's because the audience is just craving something that you know different you know as as you know it's, it, it happens with entertainment right you know um when well i should say this especially with youtube youtube has really gone through the path of niching down um where it's forcing youtubers who create content within one sphere to only stick within that sphere because the way that a lot I don't, I, you know some people may not know this about the youtube algorithm um but youtube is not trying to find an, it's not trying to build a new audience they're trying to match your content to an audience that's already on the platform so mm-hmm. when new shows come out right you know like these companies have to push all the advertisement into making that new show something relevant, right? Mm-hmm. But if you as a content creator that wants to talk about, say, let's pick a show, um, uh, let me see, uh, I'm trying to think. All right, so for instance, there's, this, there's a new anime um, that's recently come out called I Am, Am I Actually the Strongest? I know you have never heard the anime, Kayla, 
right? I have not. All right, so you would be in the audience that has no idea about am I actually the strongest, right? Now, I found out about this anime because I randomly looked on Crunchyroll's timeline and said, oh, this anime looks interesting because it's an isekai anime. That has absolutely nothing to deal with, um, you know, the, the actual audience. So the this so that anime itself, right, would appeal to, okay, anime fans is really broad, right? Because there's a lot of different anime fans out there. There's a lot of anime content you've watched in the past, right? Yeah. But, you know, all right, so it targets you because you're an anime fan, right? Yeah. That's the broad audience. But there's so many different types of anime fans who are looking for so many different types of anime content. So then we now have to go inside the pie. Now we're going to, okay, isekai fans. Now, Kayla, do you know what isekai series are? Not off the top of my head, okay. I do not. Okay, so isekai is a, is a popular buzzword within the niche of anime about series to another world. That's the the, the English uh, okay. translation is to another world. So, so it would be something like one of my favorites, like Magic Knight Ray Earth, where mm -hmm. three young girls are transported to Sephira, which is yes. another world. So on a general basis, aside from being a mech, magical girl anime mm. it is also an isekai anime yes it's an isekai anime so now we have niched down from general anime to now isekai anime right mm. so youtube is trying to find you know and i mind you you gotta put these buzzwords in your title right in description because the tags don't really matter anymore back when we were doing youtube tags were everything tags. Uh, hashtags yeah. mattered hashtags yeah. mattered now now they don't right because mm -hmm. you know they don't have any impact it's about your title and your description now the meta is even if you put the title of the video kayla or the title of the anime am i actually the strongest the chances of youtube finding the audience for you is still not great so mm -hmm. now you have to niche down even further so where your title has to be that much you know grabbing it has to be that much you know effective like all right mm -hmm. would you i'm gonna give you two examples of a video right mm -hmm. um would you watch am i actually the strongest episode one reaction video or mm -hmm. would you watch uh the, let me get the exact title of this video because <laughs> okay because <laughs> some of these uh like like things that we have here nowadays with like anime recaps and whatnot all right, for instance, this one. All right, so would you watch Am I the Strongest um, episode one reaction or would you watch Overpowered Boy Joins Hero Academy shocking everyone with his powers? Uh, the, honestly, <laughs> the for me personally, one, yeah. I'd watch the first one yeah. um, just because anything that has boy in the title, I'm probably yeah. not going to watch because I'm very... Um, yeah tired of male-centered storylines so if you hide that from me most yeah. likely i'm going to check out something so that i can see who the pro tag is and what you yeah. know i'm more interested in just a vague title so i could click on it watch your video for as long as i can stomach it um or as long as i'm interested just yeah. to see what you're talking about but certain buzzwords don't work on me which is pretty much what you're saying they're looking yeah. for the buzzword the, the um, and how that attracts an audience it's no longer about clicking a hashtag and finding yeah. the community within the hashtag it's about the hot topic buzzword yeah. the clickbait the clickbait because in this title that i'm looking at and i'm showing off to people um you know so the title is overpower boy joins hero academy shocking everyone with his powers you know nothing about 
what that sounds like my that sounds like my hero academia honestly right it it sounds like that and then you look at the thumbnail the thumbnail has a girl her clothes are torn and then a guy who is shocked now you know nothing about the anime at, at all right and, oh, I'm staying and, away the from thumbnail, that video. Yeah, but the, the thumbnail, you're just like, okay, well, you know, they might click on the thumbnail versus, okay, am I actually strong? So who's gonna click on the who's gonna click on the video? The people who are interested in the anime, am I actually the strongest? So the ones who are gonna click on the th- uh, the video titled um the reaction one, right? So those ones mm-hmm. are th- those are the specific fans. But that's a very small base, right? Mm-hmm because that's a dedicated fandom. Like for instance, if we replace Am I Actually the Strongest with My Hero, uh, you know, those people are gonna, the My Hero fans are gonna click on that video, right? And mm-hmm. so you have the people who love My Hero, then you have people who might be interested in comic book superheroes, they're clicking on that video. Mm-hmm. Versus the other one, which has a title that is very, you know, very out there, right? The title is made to be appealing to people, plus the thumbnail is made to tell a story. So the, the people who are clicking on this video are the people who also might like my hero or am I actually the strongest, mm-hmm. but also the people who are just curious what the hell is this anime, right? Right. Because the difference between the first video and the second one, the first one, there's not much of, okay, what the hell is this anime? You don't have that curiosity mm-hmm. outside of, okay, this is a reaction and people watch reaction videos to see if people have the same feelings as them versus mm-hmm. you're watching the second video to see what is this anime might i be interested in watching this anime um you know is this anime you know you know is it good you know i mean that goes apart with am i interested in watching it or you might look at the title you just be like okay i'm not interested in watching this or why is this why is they put this you know there's a lot more questions to be asked and Mm -hmm. answered with the second video but that in and of itself is what youtube wants because if you now mind you uh i put the two videos side by side one video has two thousand views that's the reaction Mm -hmm. video the other video on the same topic four hundred and forty three thousand views right and mind you they might be talking about the same exact thing and representing the same exact information but they're told in two different ways Mm -hmm. and the, the second one you know for the general audience appeals to them more because in order to find out what the anime is they got to click the video and right. that's what youtube wants they want more people to click the video and then after that they want people to watch the video so now if i'm talking about you know it, i mean that's just the game it is nowadays right when it comes to it um and it sucks at the same time because now you got to think about like these super out of the the mill like youtube is really all about title and thumbnail mm-hmm. um and when you get people to click your video, you know, because that's just the name of the game, that in and of itself is where, um, you know, people make the money from on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> like, like those two examples I gave, they're, they're really out there, but that's mm-hmm. just become the, the name of the game. But this is also how TikTok is, you know, TikTok, Instagram, you know, some of these titles, you know, people make like when it shows up in your feed and your algorithm, um everything is like suggested and recommendation uh recommendation and um uh search-based content so you either go to youtube to search for something um but youtube the more so on your private account on youtube um the more you watch videos of a certain topic is the more you'll start being recommended videos of that same exact thing yeah 
It happened to me on TikTok accidentally mm-hmm. with Five Nights at Freddy, mm-hmm. and I got super into the Five Nights at Freddy lore, and I was never interested in it before yeah. until one video. Yes. And then my whole feed, it's my whole for you, yes. was Five Nights at Freddy. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous, because sometimes... Um, TikTok is, is is notorious for this. They'll bring a video like you go, you immediately open TikTok, and I like they'll immediately start showing you a video of like for instance, I got a random video of some girl doing yoga, and mind you, the video is like six seconds, but because I didn't swipe on that video, like and I went to go check my analytics afterwards, then when I go back to my beginning of the for you page, I got another girl doing yoga. And so I'm just like, what? And then I now I swipe away from that, and then it's another girl doing yoga. I'm like, bro, what? What are we? What is going on? And so then I close TikTok, go incognito, and then it starts showing like different languages and whatnot. And then I noticed that, oh wow, like if I search anything like say for K-pop related, uh, yeah, TikTok algorithm is 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 it's crazy because it's just gonna start feeding you these things nonstop over and over and yeah. over. Um, when you know this is gonna be another discussion for another podcast, but like for those of you who want to make businesses through TikTok, um, you know, you gotta make a brand new TikTok account and then you gotta make sure your the videos that you search on that brand new TikTok account are nothing but your competitors, you know. So if yeah. you're so for instance, um, I'm launching this is all right, this is actually breaking news to Kayla too. I don't think I told her this. I'm launching in September slash October an anime merch line, right? So it's going to be all mm-hmm. about anime. Uh, and it's funny because a lot of the stuff, like people nowadays are launching anime merch and they're not licensed. And, yeah. you know, you, we've gone to many conventions and a lot of people are making, you know, anime inspired art and none of them are licensed at all, right? You know, like it's it's night and day between the people who are licensed and people who are, who are not licensed. Now I'm not going to now I'm not telling people to go out there start printing anime merch and start putting on t-shirts and start selling it because obviously, you know, <laughs> like people cat like you you will people will catch you, right? But there is enough stuff that you can do with anime merch um to where, you know, it's transformative, right? So there's a lot of companies out there that I've seen um especially on Shopify that are making six figures from um, prints on demand pretty much. So, you know, they're, you know, they're hiring artists. They're then putting that, um, you know, that image on a shirt that they get a sample of, or in the case that I saw on gym shorts that they get a sample of, and they hire, uh, either, you know, their friends or another influencer. Um, but most likely I would just tell people to just, just, if you have friends that will want to model your clothing, just use your friends. Um, Mm. and then they post those pictures on Instagram, but more importantly, TikTok to grow organically through that. And then that reverts to sales. Uh, and I've been studying this for the, since uh, February um, because there is one, and we got a name drop. I'm gonna name drop the, the creator. Their, their uh, account on Instagram is called Yokai State. And basically, you know, they um, basically, what they do is gym clothing. So they're like gym bros for anime, right? Um, and basically they'll do these, uh, Instagram, uh, reels and these TikToks showing off, you know, these buff anime characters with like a little motivational video in the background. And they did that for about two months before they decided to say, Hey guys, we're going to be launching some merch. Those other videos, some, one of them actually got a million views 
and that helped grow their 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 Instagram uh, account to like say two thousand followers or whatnot. But there's a very big difference between getting those people who are on your Instagram to actually click the link to buy your product. Mm. I'll tell you this, Kayla. They started. They did this. They started in February. We're now in July. The last three months, they mm. have made over a hundred thousand dollars selling this merchandise. Now wow, that's just okay. in revenue, right? A hundred thousand, mm. you know, plus each month. Um, and that's just, and you know, we're not, and we're not talking about them getting like millions and millions of views on TikTok. Mm-hmm. These guys are getting like three hundred views here, four thousand here. Maybe one video might pop off. We get a hundred thousand because they, you know, with with TikTok being geocentric and it, TikTok requires timing. You know, it, it TikTok it, it, like unlike YouTube, uh, unlike YouTube to a point, TikTok requires time. So if you you cannot upload a video 1 a.m. in the morning if you live in the East Coast because the majority of viewers are going to be on TikTok around, you know, say that 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. time uh, time range and whatnot. So it does mm-hmm. take some time with it. But that's something that we're going to, you know, discuss, you know, on, you know, marketing strategies. And so one of the things I'm, like I said, was uh, launching like uh, later on this year is going to be around anime merch. Um, and some of it's licensed and some of it is going to be inspired anime where mm-hmm. it's literally original characters, but they'll be like, you know, inspired by a different anime and whatnot. And it'll be a, a, a quick little case study to see exactly, you know, what these people talk about online. Can it be replicated? You know, that's mm-hmm. one thing that I wanted to do. And one thing I want to show people, um, because if we're going to talk about making money online, you got to practice what you preach. Yeah. And so I want to, you know, show that. All right. This is what people said it can happen. I'm going to follow every single exact step. And if it don't happen, then we could be like bullshit alert. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. It, yeah. it makes sense to take if we're talking about money and we're talking about financial responsibility and things like that and help mm-hmm. um we're not closed off to advice it's good yeah. to listen to the advice put that into practice that way we can see does this actually work or who does it work for because yeah. just because it doesn't work for us doesn't mean it's not going to work for the next person but we can talk about our experience and yeah. why it didn't work for us and what you can do better to help it work for you yeah so you guys are gonna see like a lot of case studies with that. Like for instance, um, the newer YouTube channel that I launched on July third. Um, some of the videos um, that you guys are gonna be seeing on this channel itself are gonna be covering how that channel is growing. You know, like week by week, or maybe um, like month by month. You know, talking about the videos, like making better videos, like pretty much content creation from what we've done over the past. You know, uh, what is it, ten years together? Mm-hmm. Um, will be broken down into videos on the channel as well. So it won't just be the podcast um, that you guys will be listening to. There will be, you know, dedicated videos that you guys can also um, watch, you know, from just our basic experiences. Because if there's, you know, we, we've been trying to figure out this YouTube game for a very, very long time. And we've had varying, varying success with it. Um, so, you know, there's a whole battlefield out there. I mean, well, today, or was it yesterday, Twitter... Uh, started paying content creators. Uh, literally anyone who has, yeah. But they won't pay yeah. their employees. Yeah. Yeah. They won't pay yeah. their... So that's another thing. Yeah. Um, yep. CEOs shelling out money to content creators to try to get them on their side, but mm-hmm. aren't paying their employees who keep their site running what they are worth. 
and we have seen with Twitter how it's just changing in the last couple months, how it's just getting better or getting extremely worse, how a lot of content just your 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 mutuals aren't seeing your content or mm-hmm. circles are disappearing oh, yes. or you have to or you have to pay for a blue check mark so also look at the timing of this situation yeah. the strikes that are happening twitter kind of tanking as a service in and of itself mm-hmm. they're paying out content creators to get you on their side yeah like it's a yeah. it's a tactic it's a it's a very rich person tactic and yeah. and you and on my feed i could definitely see how it's influencing and affecting people to be like well yeah mr musk is really for the people and it's just like mm-hmm. okay yeah <laughs> it's just like, like you, okay you see like we can see through the layers of the bs yeah but it's like i mean yeah. look Yay to those people who are getting money. I also know certain people who run a lifestyle of bigotry and ignorance and hate are also getting this influencer paycheck payout. Yeah. Um. So again, you have to look at who is, who's giving the money and who's getting the money. Yeah. Yeah. As it's uh, on Twitter, it's now the Wild Wild West. Yeah. You know, like um, I, with the the for you page on Twitter, which is like, oh God. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, some of the things that I've seen on the For You page, like, I'm glad now, like, the last month, it seems to have calmed down. But it just seemed, once the For You page was added, like, I, like literally, it was, like, murder and everything was going on. And I'm just like, mm. bro, how was this For You content? Like, who wants to see yeah. this? Um, and it's, like, it, it's still random to this day, like, some of the stuff you'll see. And whatnot like it'll be like the most shocking videos and whatnot like that is like a, a a youtube not youtube that's the twitter account that keeps popping up because all people do is just take other people's videos and then re-upload it um this is like there's so much content to talk about and how people are going to be making money uh which is why there's so much podcasts we could do on there like that could be their own separate episode but you know just with the strikes and stuff going on the timing is really impeccable I mean, when you think about literally, was it last week, rate limit exceeded um, mm-hmm. was going down where, you know, they because of some internal error um, that how Twitter had to be like shut down. And remember how that was a whole big thing last week. Mm-hmm. And what did that prompted Facebook to do? They launched threads. Mm-hmm. Threads was supposed to be launched on July 30th, but they saw that Twitter had rate limit exceeded. And they said, oh, wait, there's not a lot of people that can get on Twitter right now. All right, let's launch threads. So they launched Threads literally last uh, Thursday. A hundred million people have joined Threads. I've been on it a few times. You know, it's all right, but it just basically, you know, baby Twitter. Um, yep. You know, yeah. It's like it's to a point now where, and I get it. There are so many new social medias or extra add-ons uh, that are coming out because of the degradation of Twitter and just mm-hmm. all that's happening. Um, I'm kind of too tired with life to have to sign up for everything yeah so i'm hanging out on the sinking ship that is twitter and instagram because i don't have the mental capacity to sign Uh, up for every other thing um but it's also being very aware of the terms of services and just knowing if you're signing up for this stuff what does it mean for you and your content like with threads i will not be signing up for threads ever Mm -hmm. um it's again 
putting more of your information out there. They are taking your information and selling your information. This is a known Facebook fact. This is not yeah. something I'm making up. It has been in rotating conversation for a very long time. Facebook is still doing this. I believe there's several lawsuits against oh, them yeah. anyway for this. Um, and then if once you sign up for threads, if you want to like Import. delete your threads, um, you'd have to delete your Instagram uh, yeah. as well. So why would I want to do that? Yeah. If I wanted to delete my Instagram, I would just delete Instagram, but I'm keeping it. So I'm not signing up for threads to be disappointed by it, to want to yeah. get rid of it, then to have to get rid of all my Instagram content. No, thank you. So even if like I know presence is extremely important, especially for us who are trying to make money in this content creator game, yeah. you have to be careful about what you're signing up for. Because again, these companies aren't looking out for you. They're looking out for their personal bottom yeah. line. Yeah. What information of yours can they take to grow their product? Because once you're no longer a viable source of income for them, or if you're not aligned with how they view their brand, they're going to suppress your content and want to get rid of you just like they do with the rest of us. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, and I'll add this on. For those people who aspire to create content, uh, especially make money online. Uh, and if you're doing it as a content creator, right? Because there's a difference between content creator and then you're trying to do it as, like, say, a business. Uh, if you're a content creator, honestly, the only social medias that you do need, uh, of, like, so if you're, if you're on TikTok, then TikTok, um, Twitter, Instagram, right? Those are, like, the main three. You don't really need YouTube. I would advise... I'll put it like this. I personally think any business needs a YouTube channel. Uh, because at the end of the day, your YouTube channel is another extension of Google. Because Google owns YouTube, it also means that your YouTube channel will have search engine optimization, aka SEO. Um, and YouTube videos get indexed on Google a lot faster, especially when they blow up in viewership. Um, and it is another way easy. It's like, it, it's, I'm not going to say it's the easiest way, but it is another way for you to earn, you know, income. Um, so if you have a, if you're planning on being a content creator on YouTube or TikTok, always, you don't really need a TikTok channel, like our TikTok account, but I believe every business needs a YouTube account. Now it's, it's it works if you have both in terms of social media, if you had to pick between two of them. I would say Twitter. The reason I would say Twitter over Instagram, well, reasons that Kayla said, you know, when it comes to selling data and whatnot. Um, not that Twitter yeah. isn't selling your data yeah, either. Not Twitter, yeah, not that Twitter isn't selling your data, but the reach that you currently have on Twitter yeah. um, is a lot more impactful uh, than you would have on Instagram. Uh, only from, in terms of like startup, in terms of startup, because you can immediately tweet out, have jump on a hashtag and start to gain traction. Um, you know, Instagram has, oof, Instagram, like, ads are, like, terrible. I'm absolutely terrible. Uh, they are my, necessary. My feed evil, is, yeah. yeah, my feed is more Instagram ads than uh, mutual content. Yeah. Um, so half the time I'm there for, like, 30 seconds just to see if I notice all of my mutuals posting yeah. and then i get so bogged down by ads which is actually funnily enough happening to twitter yes. every about three to five tweets 
is an ad. Yeah. Um, if you don't have Twitter and then the, blue, uh, blue. Yeah. Right. And then also in your replies or clicking on someone else's and they have that discover that discovery bullshit in yeah. replies too. If they're yeah. bogging down their own platform, I feel like not to intentionally make us tired, but to push us into purchasing ad space yeah. to purchasing Twitter blue. Yeah. Um, it's a I personally feel another form of resistance and striking is to make sure you do not sign up to pay for this stuff. Do not yeah. pay for this stuff, please. Yeah. Help your friends as much as you can. Um if you're not go especially on, if you're not a content creator, yeah. Just, yeah, like, just go forced, if yeah. if you know your friends are artists, um content creators just make sure to click on their notifications that way you're always retweeting and supporting their stuff anytime i see someone with a mutual aid or um a coffee or a patreon or gofundme even if it's someone i don't know i'm always retweeting it because i hope it gets on someone else's page that notices it because i don't know how the algorithm 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 is affecting the person i'm retweeting yeah. if i'm the only person out of 10 people to see like in their mutuals yeah. or in their followers if i'm the one person out of 10 to see it then i have to do my duty as someone who supports them to make sure at least hopefully three other people see it who may not be following them you yeah. know we have to do what we can to help out our community make money and to get our names out because again company ceos platforms are doing everything they can just to continue to take money from us but not support us yeah because when you think about it man it's a premium to make content yeah. um you know uh, a lot of people don't talk about that like these things but like it's an i mean we keep saying this is a podcast for the other day but like there's so much things to talk about when it comes to making content making money online like even having the privilege to make content online you know mm. like a lot of people don't really talk about that um but there's a youtuber out there her name is ruri uh ohama i know you haven't heard of her i recently discovered her yeah yeah i yeah. think a fun fact about me everyone is i don't follow yeah. i don't yeah. follow influencers i don't yeah. follow youtubers um i like there's a few people i follow but like no it's only people who I kind of align with my interests. So yeah. when he, that when is, Mike yeah. brings up, yeah, when yeah. Mike brings up like names and stuff like that or streamers, I have no yeah, idea yeah, who any of these people are because yeah. I don't yeah. kind of uh, subscribe to that lifestyle or that kind yeah. of content. It's kind of like if you make something I'm interested in, yeah, of course I want to support you. I'll follow you. Yeah. But as a wider blanket, I have, yeah. I mean, even when we first met, I didn't know that you were a YouTube creator. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about this stuff. Yeah. It was a whole I, like, different world to Kayla back yes, then. Yes, it's it still is. Like yeah. even the Mr. B stuff, because I know you said him oh, yeah, you, yeah. you mentioned his name earlier and we sort of talked about him in the last in episode yeah. zero. Yeah. I had no idea who this was until people started talking about him more on Twitter. But even then I'm not clicking oh, on his content yeah. to follow him. Yeah. I don't care <laughs> like yeah. it's just that's just me so a lot of sometimes a lot of this is news to me and i'm learning along with you so yeah. that's also quite helpful <laughs> which is you know this, this is the the, 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 uh, the dynamic pretty much yeah um but yeah so like Rui, um she's a youtuber who i randomly you know so when i was lurking at okay growing on youtube right if you type that in you're gonna get nothing but growing on youtube content and other content creators who talk about 
uh, how I went from zero to like 100,000 subscribers. Uh, in her case, you know, I, I stumbled upon her video and she just recently broke. Now, I remember seeing that video on hers, how I went from zero to 100 subscribers in three months. I remember seeing that video seven months ago, right? Uh, because when I double checked it, it was like seven, it's been seven months. She's now past a million subscribers um within i think seven to eight months or whatnot um and you know when i when when we look at those type of youtubers and with the content that they make because she's more one of the more motivational youtubers or how to study youtubers and whatnot like there is a niche for everything out there um but because there's a niche for everything out there choosing the ones that you align with that will also get to the target audience of what youtube already has is that's much harder i know that was like a mouthful right there because mm -hmm. when you think about it like i was saying the examples earlier how if i make content in anime well i know there's an anime i know there's anime content out there but because the field is so big what's the chance of someone watching my zero subscriber channel versus somebody with like 10 million they're gonna mm -hmm. watch the person with 10 million right but then we get to a little, we start getting within the, you know, niching down. So now we talk about isekai content. Well, there's a much, so if of the 10 million subscribers or the 10 million viewers, let's say there's 7 million people or let's, look, so let's say there's 4 million people who specifically are watching the isekai content. Mm -hmm. But now I'm targeting those 4 million people. But then you can get even further down. There's the overpowered isekai series where you have these characters who are like superman who are like ridiculously strong and whatnot um so now you get even further within the isekai niche but mm -hmm. you might have a smaller audience which is now say if you go from four million to say two million people you know mm -hmm. so now you're trying to make content for this two million people and your goal as a youtuber is to eventually Make content that's within that 2 million people, right? Target them consistently. And we're talking about making content like, like so if you're gonna keep targeting that 2 million people, every video will have to be targeting that 2 million people until you get that lion's share of the viewers. Then you can start to branch out from the 2 million people talking about overpowered isekai anime characters to isekai romance series to then mm -hmm. getting to get to, to get more broader. So, I mean, once again, you know, those are just some of the things that uh, <laughs> it requires to be a YouTuber. I mean, like I said, I think the next podcast we're, we're going to do, well, I guess, talk about just our experiences actually being YouTubers, uh, mm. being YouTubers. And some of the, you know, some of the things that have worked for us, especially when we just changed back to K-pop, which for its time was one of the biggest series within the reaction community for K-pop. You know, mm -hmm. and you know, just looking at how now other people have taken that idea and run with it, you know. Mm -hmm. But, um, I guess, um, with that said, we'll wrap things up for today's podcast. Um, yeah, yeah folks, if you guys enjoy any of the things you guys heard, you already know what to do. Give us a follow, um, on any of the platforms that you guys have listened to this on. Um, we will be. Um, posting this of course on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music um, there'll be some clips across other social media platforms and we'll be getting into the nick of things um, as we progress in this journey to getting out of the hood aka Operation Golf um, so once again, I'm your boy Card, known as uh, Michael, formerly known as Popo you know, 
And I'm here with my partner in crime once again. I'll see you guys later. It's Kayla. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, folks. Take care, everybody. Till next time. Peace.